Someone does 10 contacts a day, I do one more. Every dad tells their daughter they love her every day. I do it one more time. All of my employees are expats. Every single one of them has a requirement for me to be part of their family. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. you need to recruit some people that do have your same skills and talents, yeah. that do have them, not just copywriters or editors, but people that are actually charismatic. 8.55 a.m. every Friday. Deal, 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 deal. I'm glad you signed your paperwork, but if you're going to get to me, you have to earn that. It's just structurally, That's I can't get to everybody. Okay, so I am with Ed Milet, who needs no introduction, but if there was an introduction, I like the number one rated entrepreneur mm. in the mindset and performance area mm. by USA Today on the planet. Mm. That's some accolade. Um, so, first of all, welcome. Thank you so much. Good for to be here, me. and I'll take the intro. And by the way, I just want to say this to you. I told you this off camera. I love your work. I, I love what you produce, and I love the value you bring. Thank you so much. Yeah, if you were a stock, I would buy you. You're going up. I, lo I love that. Thank yeah, you so much. I appreciate that. It's true. What, what What do you think about Dubai? Because you've just got here, right? Yeah. Oh, I've been here one other time. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, but I, I didn't really leave the hotel. Um, I think it was during the pandemic. It was during ah, COVID. But I have to tell you, I am I driving over here. I was talking to the driver. I'm blown away. Never seen architecture in my life like this, yeah. ever in my entire life. The people are unbelievably kind. Yeah. It's clean. Yeah. It's spectacular. It's beautiful. It. You know what it does, actually, I think, being here? It actually makes you want to be more successful. Yeah. It does, because there's so many nice things yeah. and unbelievable things to yeah. do and see. I think you just feel richer being yeah. here yeah, yeah. and want to be more successful. It's probably the most spectacular place I've ever been. Reminds me of Vegas, but a way different level. Yeah, it's funny, you know, because when me and my wife talk about this, there's a couple of places that have this magic. Yeah. So when we go to Disney, like we used to live in Orlando, so we're mm. big kids. Mm. And... Uh, there's a magic about Orlando and you just know you're in Disney, right? Yeah. When you're in Dubai, there's something here. You're right. And it's hard to describe for people who haven't been, but there's something that just makes you think, I need to do better. You're I right. I need to push. Magic's a good word. The it's other nice. thing is, here's how I know it's beautiful. I've traveled all over the world and, and it, ironically, this is interesting. My wife and I do not love to travel. I've kind of built homes where I want to vacation. So I kind of like live on vacation a little bit. I'm blessed to do that. Rarely, if my wife's not traveling with me, do I go, babe, you need to come next time yeah. with me. And I yeah. told her this, we're going to come, I'm going to do a little work, but we're going to stay like an extra week and yeah. just enjoy and see this place. Even driving over here, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at that building. Yeah. Oh my gosh, look <laughs> at that one. Like the architecture's unique. It's yeah. beautiful. It's There's a magic. That's a good word for it. It really is, isn't yeah. it? And um, you were on stage yesterday, mm -hmm. three and a half thousand agents. Mm -hmm. it, it always interests me to hear other people's take on real estate in Dubai because um, it's tough to understand what the market's like here because we just, you know, outside looking in, there's a lot of cash in Dubai, there's a lot of fancy houses. But then when you're on the ground and you see three and a half thousand agents attend mm -hmm. what, you know, initially is a, a launch of a couple of new projects that this developer has. Mm -hmm. Is that what you expected, or is it? You know, what what did you think about that? That's a good question. I um, first my my interpretation of the market here is what you described. Yeah. Like that, there, there's a lot of money here. Uh, maybe potentially that it's um, market proof, meaning that there may not be the big swings here. I don't know yeah. that, but I just got this feeling like yeah. there's just a demand potentially yeah. for the space. But I was somewhat blown away by the scope and scale of what's possible here. Yeah. I think coming from the United States, I'm picturing this as like a really small place. There's probably, you know, eight agents doing yeah. really, really well. And then you come yeah. here and there's like, no, there's thousands. And that was just one segment and yeah. one place. So 
I think the opportunity here is what strikes me. Um, The potential for scaling a business here and getting really, really big. I think also like what you're doing, building a brand here. You seem to be the person that's actually understanding that by far the most. And, and so I think there's a real opportunity here to expand and frankly get very, very wealthy. Yeah, and that's, that's the goal though, isn't it? Yes. You know, and yeah. you take a look at the actual goal, it's to have enough cash and not have to work. That's right. Where can you go and do that as fast as possible and enjoy family time? Well, when I met you today, I said, is that your plan? Is yeah. that what you're doing? You're like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm exactly. doing. <laughs> the funny thing is we got here 2009 mm. and the goal was five years, make a load of cash, and then we move on. Mm. And we can't leave. It's too nice. It's just too good. <laughs> we just love it, right? Yeah. Let me ask you this. I'm yeah. curious. Is it, uh, is it a good place to raise a family? Yes. So yeah. it really is. I've got uh, an eight-year-old daughter. I know. Yeah, she's going on 28. <laughs> uh, but she's eight, and mm. she loves it. You know, it's her home. Uh, she calls it home. Mm. And that's important to me. You know, mm. the, you know as we pr- progress through this chat, one of the things we're going to talk about, I think, is how important family is with... Mm the growth of your business and the growth of your personal brand and just in general. Yeah. Um, and the most important thing for me is I'm, I'm a dad and a husband. Uh, that, that's where I am. Me too. Um, and I feel like I am that same figure within my office. Something that's quite different here, that's different to the US anyway. All of my employees are expats. Mm. So every oh, wow. single one of them has a... Um, a requirement for me to be part of their family. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. they really do. So like when they, literally. Yeah, genuinely, yeah. because family's back home. Mm. And, you know, once you take on that ownership of, mm. like, I'm a dad to yeah. 150 people, yeah. as well as my daughter, as well as, you know, mm. it's, uh, it pushes you. It yeah. really it, it moves you. It in a moves you, way. but it also causes you to lead the right way. That's it. That's the difference, though. Some people consider themselves like a boss or a dictator, that's right? It. And so, a father. Yeah, yeah. That's a slightly different role. There's a yeah. nuance to that. That's there's it. a there's a um, kindness and a generosity and a giving that comes with that dynamic that doesn't come with other personality traits. So it's wonderful that you perceive it that way because yeah. I find the best leaders are father or mother type figures. That's yeah, they're not demanders from, of things or bosses necessarily. Yeah. It comes from like a, a loving place. Right. And, you know, when I first realized it was, it was quite funny. Last year I said to the team, look, um, we used to have like biscuits and stuff in the office. And I was like, well, I'm not doing it no more. I don't want anyone to get fat. So, and that's the truth. Get rid of all the biscuits. We have fresh juice and all this type of stuff. Very good. So I said, we're going to do 5 a.m. club. Everybody that comes with me at 5 a.m. comes to the gym. Yep. I'll buy you all breakfast. And we'll have a session, like a, a proper um, mentoring session. Wow. Expe- I was expecting like 10 people to turn up. <laughs> the whole company turned up. Oh, my AM. goodness. And I, that, was the, that was the penny drop for me. That wow. One, they're bought in. They're bought into whatever I say is the mm. right thing for us to do. Mm. And that was like the we are like in this together type moment. I love that. And it's, it's nice, right? Because yeah. they were 5 a.m. is a horrendous time. A horrendous. <laughs> but by the way, the other thing that comes with that, I just want to tell you is like I, you know, I co- I'm lucky that USA Today article is cool that I was the number one mindset coach. But the reason that I probably got that is I, who I've been blessed to coach. Yeah. So a lot of top performers. I got, you know, great UFC fighters. I've got PGA golfers. I've got CEOs. I've got entertainers that you would know. Some politicians. And one of the main things I work with them on is their physical fitness, yeah. is their body. Per- in this day and age, 
one of the separators. I really consider myself a business athlete. Yep. There's a great book a guy named Grappel wrote many, many years ago called The Corporate Athlete. It like really changed my life. I'm, I'm old school. I'm 52. So I've been training in the gym now for 30-something years. But when I started, gyms were empty. It was just gym rats. There weren't yeah, yeah. business people in there. Yep. And now I really believe that you're training your body, not just to be stronger, but like I want to be at my peak best the most throughout the day I can. So if I'm more fit than you, yep. by 4 o'clock, you're starting to wear down a little bit, yeah. and you're at an 8 out of 10. I'm still at a 10 out of yeah. 10. So emphasizing that in the business space, particularly the real estate space with the pace, I think is a really, really important thing because yeah. I actually think you and I are competing intellectually. Yep. We're competing for our ability in the field, our ability to influence people, persuade, scale. Yep. But we're also competing physically yep. we're, for our energy level, yeah. our presence. There's something that says, like, you're a big dude, right? Like, you you come out and shook my hand. There's a there's a influence that comes with that that says, this dude's got his act together. That's this it. guy's sharp. I don't, I'm not six foot three, right? I'm 5'11". So for me... Being presentable, being fit makes yeah. a statement before I even open up my mouth that, hey, yeah. I'm somebody to be taken seriously. Yeah. I'm, I have my act together. And biggest thing is I keep promises that I make to myself. You can't, you know, the way I eat, the way I train, the way I run, I must be somebody who has their act together, who has good habits if I look like this, right? I'm not saying I'm handsome. I'm not, but I am fit. And that makes a statement in business. Yeah. And so both getting together with your team, doing that early, getting ready the biscuits, all that stuff, that's a yeah. big deal. There's another level of that too. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And, you know, if you quit on yourself at the gym, you will do it in business. Amen. And you will do it at family time. You know, you won't read the story before bed. You won't do all of the important things if you quit on yourself. Well, the other metaphor for me too is, you know, I wrote this book, The Power of One More. Yeah. It's the, it was the number one nonfiction book in the world. And where that really applied for me in the beginning, because I couldn't control in the beginning how many clients, I was in the insurance business, how many clients I could get to say yes. Yeah. Right. So I had to start building these habits. I didn't have a lot of self-confidence and I really believe in life. You don't always get your goals. Yeah. I've had plenty of goals. I haven't gotten long-term. You always get your standards. Yeah. Whatever your standard is, eventually you're going to get it. So what could I do to establish a standard that was different than the average? Yeah. So the average at the gym comes in and does 10 reps on the bench. Right. I'm like, okay, I'll do one more. Yeah. Right. Everyone does 40 minutes on the treadmill. I'll do one more minute. So I haven't done 10 reps in 30 years. Yeah. I haven't done 40 minutes, but I've done 41. Yeah. I've done 11. And that one more, two things happen. One, I'm starting to stack up more. Con if someone does 10 contacts a day, I do one more. Someone tells their, every dad tells their daughter they love her every yeah. day. I do it one more time. Yeah. Right. So now I've yeah. got a different standard that does two things to me. Number one, I've actually put more contacts out there, more reps in the gym, more of whatever, so I'm more likely to win. Yep. But two, I've started to convince myself. I'm doing things other people aren't willing to do. Long term, I deserve to get stuff other people aren't going to get yeah. because my standard is different. And that delivers on my goals. And that's it's so interesting because mm -hmm. I love meeting people who've rephrased um, and taken action on things that... Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I speak about on a, on a daily, base, some, daily basis, sometimes just to myself, sometimes mm -hmm. to the wife, sometimes to the people in the team, mm -hmm. that if you do something different, you'll probably get a different result. Yes. And the different result to the whole of market is success. Because Amen. the whole of market isn't successful. That's right. So, if and I say this so many times, if everybody's going there, find a beneficial way to go there and you will win. <laughs> I just talked about this yesterday. Right, okay. Well, I just, I, I just totally agree with you. You actually had a piece of content that I saw today where you said something like that as well. Yeah. It blows my mind how few people try to create their own market, do something different in yeah. whatever it is, like just something slightly different yeah. that separates you from the pack. I have this really weird personality trait that has served me well. Of all of my weaknesses, and I have 
lots of weaknesses, right? I, I grew up very low self-confidence, alcoholic dad, drug addict dad. I have this really positive trait in me, and that is that I don't like being one of the guys. You know the one of the guys guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never liked it. I've never liked being one of the guys. I don't like being in packs. Ironically, even though I speak in big groups, I don't like groups. Um, in my old insurance business, they do this in the real estate business too. You, you go to events and everybody wears the shirt, the company yeah. shirt. You know, that's yeah, like yeah. something you're supposed to do as the leader. Yeah, yeah. Give everybody the shirt. And I would give those shirts away, yeah. but I didn't like wearing them because everyone had them on. I, I mean, it sounds so strange, but like I don't like being one of the guys. You know, I, I think you can, I think that's a thing, right? Mm. I um, I'm so the same as that. Mm. I'm I am like a recluse unless here's here's an example. Me and you go for a coffee now, and I think you are amazing. So I'd love to go for a coffee with you. But me and you, a guy from the street, mm. goes for a coffee. I'm so out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. It's not me. Me in front of 400 people, I talk to them all day long, no problem. Like, I'm so comfortable. <laughs> Me too. Then, in a social setting, I find a way to leave Me. as soon as possible. I, I, and you know what it is? Yeah. Listen to my wife yeah. tells me off for it. You'll love this. Yeah. I don't know when it's going to end, so I don't want to do it. And all I think about is when it's going to end. So the, the, the funny thing in our house is, wow. I don't like people coming to the house because I don't know when they're going to leave. When they're going to leave. So, and because I don't want, and that's and that's not like, I'm not like a bad guy. I just, I like what I like. Yeah. And you know what? My headspace is my most interesting time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not with my wife and daughter, then I want to know what's going on. I want to try and plan. I want to conquer. I want to yeah. do something next. What can I do? Yep. And when you're with the boys, the boys are never uh, on the same space as you. Never. Okay, I've done like 3,000 podcasts in my yeah. life as a guest or TV shows. This has never been discussed. And let me tell you something. This is something everybody should rewind and listen to again. Yeah. This is the actual mindset of, I'd say, 80% of all the achievers I know in every single space. Yeah. And that is that, like, I'll be honest with you, like, every time I go out socially, I love people, by the way. Yeah, I too. love them. But for whatever reason, the engagement part of it, if it might be still my own insecurities, I don't know what it is. I enjoy it, but it drains me. I'm yeah. so tired. Yeah. So everywhere we go, I'm planning the escape. Yeah. My wife and I have this horrible thing that she's honest and I hate it. I'm like, don't be so I'm like, babe, let's just do the slip away. Let's just go. She's like, no, you that's so you have to tell them you're leaving. I'm like, why are we announcing that we're leaving? They're not gonna remember when we left unless you tell them when we left. But I'm the same exact way because I love to think. I love to strategize. I love to plan. And I don't want to think like the pack. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to catch whatever they have. I don't want to catch it. I don't. I I understand that I influence people, but I also understand I'm influenced by whom I'm around. Yeah. And so that coffee, I would look forward to it. If it's somebody that like vibrates at a really high yeah. frequency, I actually look forward to that engagement. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, when I get in the car and it's over, like even today, whatever we're doing here today, yeah. I'm loving this, right? Yeah. But I'm weird. Like when that hotel room door closes and I'm in there alone, yeah. I'm like, this is. Ah. This is so good because yeah. I get to think, I yeah. get to plan, I get to dream a little bit, I get to rest. And so that mindset you described better than I do is the mindset of, I'd say, at least 90% of the mega achievers yeah. that I coach. That's it. It's interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. it's a common trait across people who are successful mm-hmm. that you enjoy your own headspace. Yeah, You really want to be in there and mm-hmm. see what you can do next. And I think that comes from wanting to overcome the massive failures because we've all had them. Yes. And then that bit of that bit of success that we've had, that bit of taste of mm. like that was good. Yeah. How do I and you're chasing it again? How do I do that again? I think because so it's too. in there. I think the other thing is really successful people 
um, have a high level of self-awareness yeah. and self-reflection. And I'm blown away, as are you, I'm sure, by the people sometimes that work with you that aren't self-aware, yeah. that aren't self-reflective, that aren't auditing themselves often enough. Yeah. So I like when I leave things like that just to reflect on my day, on my week, on how I handled it. Like yeah. my speech yesterday. I loved giving the speech, but one of my favorite things is to get back and I almost lament, oh, I should have said this. I should have yeah. done that. I missed this thing. I can't believe, you know. Yeah. But that self-reflection has been part of what's caused my growth. Yeah. And I'm, I'm often struck by how the lack of self-awareness of so many people, particularly in sales, yeah. you have to be unbelievably aware of where you made an error or what you didn't say or where you didn't read a cue from somebody or you didn't frame something correctly. Like yeah. framing is a big deal Shoot. in sales, right? And getting listings. And, and so that self-reflection has become a major habit of mine for growth that I think someone listening to this, like, what are some of the boxes I'm not checking? Yeah. I'd ask myself, how self-aware are you? Yeah. How much self-reflection? How much course correcting are you doing? Yeah. How frank are you with yourself? I also have an ability, and I see this in you, I actually can course correct myself when I make mistakes and not beat myself up about the mistake. Yeah. In other words, I'll go, no, that's not like uh, golfers that I c coach. They'll miss a putt. Man, I suck. That's what the average putter yeah. says. I'll teach my golfers. When you miss a putt, separate from the outcome. Yeah. Literally, I teach them to repeat to themselves. That's not like me. Yeah, yeah. That's not like me. But what did I do wrong? Yep. Oh, my hand jittered, yeah. or I didn't take the club back correctly, or I read the putt wrong. So I'm really good at like reading what I did wrong, but separating myself from the negative outcome, thinking that somehow I'm not good enough or I suck. I don't beat myself up to the point where it hurts my self-esteem. I actually kind of almost get off on the fact that I just noticed that. Do you know what I like about that? I feel like that's a, um, I don't know the correct way to, to frame this, but I think that's your ego being at the level it needs to be at. Mm -hmm. So some people have an overinflated ego. Some people, and that massively affects business. Yeah. I look at myself and I know where I can achieve. Mm -hmm. So if I fail, and if I look at my last seven days, it's not been where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. My ego kicks in in a friendly way, in a positive way and says, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, you're better than this. Um, you made a couple of mistakes. Fix them mm -hmm. and push on next week. Yes. And it might not be your ego. It might be the wrong phrase. But I it's like, like it's, it's a nice way to phrase it, I think. I think the best people, my my best friends, and you have this trait. It's kind of like why, like, I think you and I right away, we connect. We have a good yeah, connection, yeah. right? Our energy is similar. I love people with a gigantic level of confidence. Yeah. But they nuance it combined with a ton of humility. Yeah. My friends that have a ton of humility but no confidence, I am carrying them through life all That's the time. It. You're constantly picking them. You can do it. You yeah. can do it. You can do it. My friends with huge egos, with tons of confidence, with no humility, they're not curious. They don't grow. Yeah. They don't learn. They don't self-reflect. They eventually make major mistakes that blow themselves up That's it. because they don't have the humility to grow and learn and, and see where they need to improve. So I like people that nuance lots of confidence, tons of confidence, high level of humility and humble. Those are the confident, those are the types of people that I think long-term win. I agree because that humility, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about is building a team and we'll see where we go, but yeah. that, that was where I was interested. Like, yeah. I wonder what it's like building a team on your in your world. Sure. But that humility side, um, when I recruit, I try my hardest to take people on better than me and mm -hmm. have quite successfully mm -hmm. quite a lot of people in my team are so much better than me mm -hmm. and you cannot do that without uh confidence humility and your ego being in check mm -hmm. if all three of them don't make sense you'll never recruit people who are better than you that's a good point you just won't will you yeah and if you want to grow you've got to bring people in who are better than you at certain parts of the job it doesn't mean they're better than me at my job 
They're just right. better than me at what they do. That's right. And you can say, well, I'm, I'm not good at graphic design. Mm. Uh, I'm not good at ma many things. You know, yeah. I'm good at what I do. I'm not good at loads of right. different things. You bring great people in to do that, and you're confident that they're better than you, and they're going to deliver. They don't leave because you've given that confidence to them. Yeah. And you can grow so much more successfully because you're bringing great people in. I think I'm sitting here because of that. Yeah. So I'm good at very few things. Actually, I'm pretty good at persuading and communicating. I'm good at framing. I'm good with people. Yeah. About everything else, I'm not good at doing. Yep. And I had enough humility to know that. There's a great book called Good to Great by Jim Collins. Yeah. Great book. And he talks about, you know, the, the way you build a team and build business is getting people on the bus and in the right seats. Get yep. people in the right seats on the bus and, and just know your seat. Yeah. So my seat, I'm the driver. Like in my case, I'm the driver. I'm the visionary. Yep. I know where we're going. I can see the future. I'm... I'm good at inspiring people. I'm also good at leveraging people's gifts. Yep. I'm pretty good at seeing what someone's really great at doing and saying, I see this in you. Yep. This is the seat on the bus where you can do the best for us and you're going to flourish here. And then I've also been pretty good at letting them do it. Yeah. When I was younger, I would get people in the right seats on the bus and then I would micromanage them and suffocate them to the yep. point where they were afraid to make mistakes. Now that I've gotten a little bit older, maybe a little wiser, I've got people in the right seats on the bus and I let them do their job. But you just described it. I, um, I leverage the skills and talents of other people to the max. I'm just, I'm a, I am the, there's no such thing as a self-made millionaire. Yep. And in my case, I'm not good at writing copy. Yep. I'm not good at like, uh, we're talking about, about editing, how great I think your editor is. He's yep. here today, right? I'm not good at that stuff. Not only am I not good at it, I'm not even good at suggesting ideas of how yes, to do same. it. I don't know what looks good. Yep. I don't know how to do that. I'm not good at a whole lot of stuff. I'm a good persuader. Yep. I'm really good at that. I'm good at getting markets. I'm not even good at follow-up. Yep. I'm not even a good follow-up person. I had to actually get someone on my team who would just follow up with people yep. because I'm really good at getting the new recruit, the new client, but I had to figure out eventually, hey, man, your follow-up skills need to improve, but they also suck. Yep. So I'm going to bring someone in whose job is to remind me and help me to follow up and communicate with existing clients and existing teammates, things like that that were blind spots of mine. Once I filled them with great people, man, I took off. That's that's got to be the answer because your brand is well. There's many different parts of mm -hmm. your brand, but your name is is a major part of your brand. Mm -hmm. And people join you and your team because of you. Mm -hmm. Now I'm obviously a much smaller scale than what you are, but people join me because of me and my management team. My management team yep. are the best in the business, right? Mm -hmm. um, so people see my content and they say, "Mark, I like what you're doing." Um, I, I want to work for you and I say this is great and then that's got to be a there's got I, I tell you a fear of mine is the stress test on the ability to be amazing for how many people because yep. I'm at 83 right so if I get to 183 and they all need me which mm -hmm. they do and I like that mm -hmm. and I want them to need me because you yep. know it's part of my personality yep. and I, I want to be able to give them value and mm -hmm. be useful to them I wonder what the stress test is for that personal brand mm -hmm. of a guy like you. Mm -hmm. When did you or have you seen any stress test of, oh, I'm not delivering for this guy because I'm doing copy or because I'm doing follow-up? Mm -hmm. And was that a reason to recruit? And there's so many questions in here. Yeah. I do apologize. Yeah, no, it's But good. you understand like there's... Um, yeah, I had to, yes. I, uh, I certainly went through a stage of my career where... I under-delivered and over-promised on what I could provide because the first, say, 50 people I had, I could scale that, I could support them, but the next 350 people, we have to understand something, 
I had a financial company that ended up eventually scaling where that company ended up with about 80,000 agents in it. Oh, wow. Okay. So I do have some skills with this stuff. And my own group, even in that company, ended up with probably 20,000 agents in it. And so what I had to do is develop leaders yeah. that did layers where, frankly, as much as I like to be needed, I had to let go of that at some point where who needed me was my frontline leadership, yep. was my big leadership. And it just became more and more difficult. This is going to be a question for you long term. Yeah. Like, because you could scale your brand where you do what my friend Yamansky's done, where yep. he's got offices all over the, like literally all over the world, right? Yep. You could do that. And so the, what would have to happen then, and I've met his internal team, is he leads them. Yep. And then from a distance leads all of the agents. So it ended up being, anytime you feel like you can't scale or there's a stress test going on, that is a lack of leadership that is at your, eventually you need to recruit some people that do have your same skills and talents, yep. that do have them, not just copywriters or editors, yep. but people that are actually charismatic, yep. that actually can lead, that actually can persuade, that actually can motivate, and then you motivate the motivators, depending yep. upon how big you want to get. Yep. But in my case, that is the stress test. And so, and my brand is unique. Like I've got a coaching brand, I've got an entrepreneur brand, I've got kind of got a peak performance brand, I've got an inspiration, I've got a podcast, I've got yeah. a TV show. So I've got all these different things that I do. And then I'm sort of like, I guess, like, I'm still trying to create new content yep. and be thoughtful. I don't want to be repeating myself. So I have to live and do business deals and I'm an angel investor. And yeah. before I came over here, I was reviewing a deal that I'm probably going to pass on that I thought I was going to do. And so I have to have people around me yeah. who can do the things that even I am good at doing. Chiefs of staff, right? There's a reason why in my country, the president has a vice president. Yeah. They've got a cabinet. So depending on how big you want to get, what I've gotten really good at doing is like everything I don't want to do, I don't do anymore. Like at some point, like I just don't want to do it. I don't do it. Very rarely am I finding myself any longer doing things like I don't want to do this and I'm not any good at this. That came with the financial means to do it. But it started out really simple. Like someone washed my car. Right? Like someone went to the grocery store, right? That stuff started to help me scale. That's, it's so funny because I tell people, uh, all our new starters, we laugh. So I, I take the new starter groups for quite a good portion of their onboarding. Mm -hmm. And I tell them I have two rules. I don't do things I don't want to do, mm -hmm. and I don't look at the price of anything. Mm -hmm. But you've just—they they go hand in hand, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and if I can't afford it, my card will get declined. What <laughs> 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 about one if the card's going in? I love uh, that. I learned that from the wife. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's good, though, right? It's yes. a really nice way to look at things, and yep. it's tough to get there. Um, but I, I do like that outlook. I like the idea of being in a position though where everybody. And maybe this is a, maybe this is a downfall of mine. Maybe mm. I don't know. Mm. I feel like I owe it to everybody at the company to deliver whatever they need from me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's a there's a size it gets to when I miss somebody. And you know, my management team again, they're, they're so good. I'm, mm. We've got some of the top performers in the whole country in our mm -hmm. office. They're outrageous. Mm -hmm. But I don't look at them. I never pay attention to them mm. and they get a lot of love from me, but I don't pay attention to them when it comes to strategy or management meetings mm. because they're normally next out the door. People leave That's me because right. they That's set right. up their own company. You develop your own competition. That's it, right? That's the one thing in your industry. Yeah, you, you're yeah. creating you create your market. Yep. Yep. But I say to the management, I look at the people at the bottom. Mm -hmm. If you've got a model that reduces anybody at the bottom uh, being in there longer than two weeks, mm -hmm. your model works because you're constantly pushing people up that ladder. Mm -hmm. And that's that model requires me doing something and the rest of the management team. Mm -hmm. So I, I would hate to be in a position where somebody's joined because of me, mm -hmm. hasn't gotten me, mm -hmm. and then 
not being successful because I haven't been there and then left. That's a massive fear. I love that about you because that's a great part of your personality. But your obligation to them is they may join because of you. Your obligation is just to deliver to them. The from me part is what will keep you at only 100 agents. Yeah, yeah. From me means you're going to stay at 100 or 150 agents. Yeah. But the question is, for me... When someone's new, I agree, by the way, not enough organizations, by the way, it's why you're successful. Focus enough attention on the very early stage of yeah. someone's career, particularly in real estate or insurance or sales. Like, look, if we can, there's stats like in my industry where like if someone makes three sales the first 30 days, they're likely to go on to make 100 sales. Yeah. If they don't make three sales, there's like a 1% chance they're even in the business in a year. So that first startup phase is really important. Yeah. What I did is I flipped it because I discovered this is something for you to consider is that when you are new, we're going to give you all the support in the world. You're going to get me plus. It just won't be me. It's going to be it's going to be Mary over here who I've personally trained and developed yeah. who is as good or better than me. You're getting Mary. If you're going to get me, you earn it. Yeah. And so there would be competitive things they would need to do, and I would separate the 20 percenters from the, even the new people that would then get into like elite coaching yeah, with yeah. me so that I could scale it and I could have more agents. So yeah. the from me shows your heart. It's beautiful. But it also tells me there's going to be a limitation to how many. You can only get so big That's if it's it. from you, right? What do you do? Whereas yeah. when I flipped it was, I'm going to have these, I'm going to have a thousand new people and a hundred of them are going to get me because they've done something to earn yeah. it. They've set, they've identified themselves. Hey, I'm the most coachable. Yeah. I'm the one showing up early. I'm the one leaving late. And the other ones are going to get someone equally or better than I am good at this, but it's not going to be me directly so that yeah. I could scale. That's going to be a tough one for you. It's tough. It's <laughs> tough because it's, it's an emotional decision that mm -hmm. you're emotionally deciding that you're passing them on to somebody else and that's uh, passing them on you're already using language that makes it feel like you're hurting them by the way you're it's, it's, and by the way that's that father complex you're like is. i've passed my daughter on yeah. but so the truth is someone educates your daughter every day at school at some point you were teaching your daughter how to do math or spelling and then you passed her on yeah. to a teacher who was better at it than you yeah, yeah. so that it could be scaled so there's just the way you're phrasing yeah. things that you need to you know that you need to consider by the way i love the fact that and by the way everything is in its own stage yeah. your business is exploding right now you're probably at the right size for now that yeah. you need to be but if it's going to be a global business and maybe it doesn't need to be maybe that's not what you want but if it needs to be a global business then some of that someone's going to have to educate your daughter so yeah, to speak yeah, of course. That's what I would just say. Really interesting way to look at yeah. it. That's how I'm going to think of that. When I'm when I'm looking at people now, um, how I look at new recruits is, with me, you can do this. Mm -hmm. How about and with us? With us, that's it now, isn't it? Right. It's got to be with, the, us. with us. Yeah, by the way, I love that you lead this way, and it's why you're so successful. And I think part of people wanting to come, here's what I figured out. Some people have literally joined businesses I'm in. I'm just going to say it straight up, just the way... Because I'm in it. Yeah, of course. Right? And in your case, too. Yeah. Okay. Well, then joining isn't the barrier of entry to get to me anymore. Okay. you got to you got to fog a mirror at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you came on board. I'm glad you signed your paperwork. But if you're going to get to me, like at some point, you have to earn that. Not that I'm a big deal. It's just structurally, that's I can't get to everybody. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I've set it up. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to adopt that. I like that a lot. <laughs> okay. it's, it's quality. Okay. Be um, careful because what you're doing works. Let's nuance yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. And that, the thing is, it's all trial and error anyway. Mm -hmm. Nothing works the same for everybody. Mm -hmm. Everything's slightly different. Uh, different industries, mm -hmm. you know, different skill sets, different mm -hmm. levels of recruitment. It's Correct. Totally different, right? right. I agree with that. You've just got to take on board from people who know better. And this is mm -hmm. uh, when I was, I was speaking in Miami uh, last month and I was talking, I said, the best way to grow is to listen to somebody who knows more than you. Mm -hmm. Take it on board and implement it. And that's a really great way to just look at yeah. how do you, what's the very basic version on how to grow. Uh, learn from somebody 
I have a, a process called the three C's and it's a, it works really well for us. I have uh, copy, collaborate, and then create. Mm. So for your first stage in anything, you have to copy. I love it. You just go copy mm -hmm. what works and mm -hmm. then don't try and do anything crazy. Mm -hmm. Once you've got to the stage where you're duplicatable business, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it makes sense. You, mm -hmm. you, you can predict your income mm -hmm. with a, within a 5% degree. You then start to collaborate, and by collaborate, I mean build a team. Mm -hmm. Once you've got a team that makes a ton of sense and it's predictable, and you've been super useful to everybody within the team, that's when you start creating. I love it. And you don't try and create the wheel until you've got all of this collateral behind you of like mm -hmm. transactions and then teams, and mm -hmm. you've, you've broke it and then you've fixed it. Yep. Then you start creating things. A lot of people join a business and say, I'm going to create something new today. Ugh. Biggest like, mistake in the world. It's wild, isn't Biggest it? mistake in the world. By the way, number one cause of failure is what you just described. Right, Biggest right. frustration of mine in my career mm -hmm. is that when people join, we yeah. have a system, we have a structure, yeah. it works. Yeah. Like run the play, yeah, duplicate, yeah. replicate. That's, That's your number one job when you're new at something. You are thousand percent right, which is hard for me because I'm left-handed. So I'm kind of right brain. I'm like yeah. really a creative person. Yep. And so for me, it was like, no, d run the play, mm -hmm. run. I came here because you guys run the play correctly. And now I'm trying to reinvent the wheel and recreate it. You're a billion percent right. There's this great Chinese proverb. I'll probably mess it up. But it basically says to know the road ahead, ask those coming back. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. And so there's the fact is someone like you or me and whatever I do. I know the road ahead. Yeah. I'm coming back, right? And I love this idea that eventually then you're collaborating, right? Yeah. I love the collaboration piece of it, but I'm a totally hardest thing in the world to do in business is to do something over and over and over again. People get what I call like leadership fatigue. Yeah. They just fatigue on doing things that work and they want to get creative and they want to come they want to break the mold so to speak. That's not what you do in the beginning. You got to learn all the blocking and tackling skills. Yeah. Then at some point I 1000% agree with you. Makes Anyone sense. coming new into real estate that's listening to this. Yeah. He's a 1000% right about that. Like run the play. Yeah. They know what they're doing. But then the important part is to find somebody to copy from where it makes sense. Yeah. You've got to find that guy or girl or company or process or system. It, What's the one that works? If you're going to be a copycat, you better copy the right cat. That's it. Yeah. It's so true. <laughs> it's it's so 100% right. When, um, when you're building a team mm -hmm. in, um, so you do a lot of VC stuff, right? You're I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, if you're involved in any of the team building, mm -hmm. what's the most common... Um, What's the most common skill that people probably wouldn't think of that you look for in someone's personality? That's a really tough question. I you know, it's a great question. Yeah. And I'm going to give you one that everyone will tell you hard work, honesty, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Those are all normal things. I'll give you the, a big one. I want someone who this has the mindset. I have this of uh, I'm a learner. Tom Bilyeu founded a company called Quest Nutrition. He's a good friend of mine. He's got a good podcast back in the United States. And when we met, we bonded over this. He goes, how would you describe yourself? Like, are you a leader? Are you a visionary? Are you a... I said, I'm actually a learner. Yeah. I love to learn. I'm, as a man, I'm, I'm addicted. Like, why am I still... I'm in Dubai. I'm 52 years old doing a podcast with you. Like, yeah. why am I here, right? Yeah. Why are you here? Why are we doing this? What, what do we have in common? Okay, here's what mine is. I'm addicted to the expansion of my being. Yeah. I want to know. I'm fascinated with who I'm going to be in three or four years. Yep. Who, what's he going to know? How's he going to talk? How's he going to act? What are his emotions going to be? What's he going to think? What's yep. he going to see? What's he going to give? 
I already know this version of me. It was great. I want the next one. Yep. So I'm a learner. Yep. So I actually look for people who want to learn. Yep. I, 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 I really believe that is a very unique, like one thing about you, you're a leader, you've got your own, but you didn't get where you are. You didn't create all these things nope. yourself. You've learned yeah. most of them. Like you're more of a student than the average person is. Yeah. The greatest athletes that I work with are still trying to learn and grow and want to be coached the hardest. Yeah. Isn't that ironic? Yeah, yeah. World champions that I work with and take the UFC. They want to be coached the hardest. Yep. And the guys that end up not getting to that top level think they know everything yep. as they climb up. Yep. So I'm always learning. And like I said, that's why I like to go back to the hotel and like self-reflect and learn and grow. I can learn from my own experience. So is someone willing to grow and learn and are they coachable at the same yep. time? And are they coachable, by the way, what I call, are you coachable at the speed of instruction? Well In other words, does it not have to go through some filter? Yep. Here's a, When I, I played baseball, I played a little, I played in college, I played a little bit afterwards. I didn't need to know why something worked. I just did it. Yeah. And I, I like people what I work with them like they don't have to understand. Like I called the shot. Trust me, I'm on the road ahead of you. This works. Coachable at the speed of instruction. Because yeah, how fast you implement something. Business oftentimes now is about speed, implementation, and just going. Maybe I was just young and dumb, but I didn't need to know everything. And I didn't need to I don't even think you have to have the perfect system. No. I actually think a flawed system executed with ferocity and certainty and intent intensity relentlessly will beat the perfect system instituted with timidity easy and that's why i'm a big person on just be coachable at the speed of instruction and that's the thing if you only get that when they believe in the system amen so if they believe in it they won't ask questions yeah. and that's you know sometimes i'll come into the office and say right here's the current market conditions i think this strategy is going to work mm -hmm. and i get a massive adoption rate in the office of okay i'm going to try that mm -hmm. and then they come back and say that worked yeah you said do this and it worked mm -hmm. what next mm -hmm. and i have a 95 five rule um yeah i know where you're going i you, bet yeah 95 yeah. of the um Sorry, agents who do 95% of the work themselves and ask for 5% help fail. Agents who do 5% of the work themselves and ask for 95% help win every time. I love it. It's, and it's so common because what happens is you'll come to me and say, here's what I've done. Um, it's all broke. Can you fix it? Mm. And you're like, well, if you'd have told me this uh, three weeks ago, we'll have a deal going on now. But yeah. this is, what do I do now? Right. Whereas they go, look, here's where I am. What do I do next? Mm -hmm. That's the teachable guy. That's the one who wants to learn. I agree with it. Because they're constantly saying, what do I do next? Right. Me, I agree with that. I don't know why it is, but like, I just want to win. Me too. Like, that's it. I want to win. Tell yeah. me how to win. Yeah. I will do what you tell me to do. Yeah. Right. I don't, there's, it's amazing to me how many people miss like what the end zone is yeah we're supposed to score that's it i want to freaking win yeah, yeah. tell me how to win i will do it right yeah. and so many i will why this are you sure that yeah. or you know at my other place we did it like yeah, i don't yeah. give a crap yeah, just, just do it this, way. this is gonna win yeah. if you do what i'm telling you we're gonna win and so that's why learner coachable that is a huge personality trait yeah so for me that's worked so we have um that's our number one recruitment uh, i could call any of my management team now and say What's the number one thing we look for when we take someone on? It's, are they going to listen? It's <laughs> that's, the awesome. number, that's all that matters because mm -hmm. we believe that what we've built is um, the most sensible way to make a lot of money in real estate. Mm -hmm. If someone asks me what I do, I make people rich. That's, mm -hmm. that's what I do. Mm -hmm. and it's a nice tagline, but uh -huh. it's true. The top 10 people at my company are in the top 0.1% in the whole country. Mm -hmm. And the most common trend of the top 10 people at my company is that they all ask for help. The most common trend of the bottom 10 is they never hear from them. Mm. 
really interesting because asking for help equals cash really simple you ask for help from somebody in our office mark what do i do next you make money mm. because you so get so caught up in a deal right mm. sometimes if you're in a deal the noise and everything going on around you stops you thinking logically mm. and if you were to advise somebody else on that deal you would give them different advice than what you've given yourself. Mm. It's really interesting. Mm. So that outside help, that third party voice coming in on a deal, we make so much more money from it. Do you think, let me ask you a question about that. Do you think about deal flow or just the deal? Meaning when I've talked with like, with Sir Hant and I have talked about this and Mauricio Yamansky and I have talked about it. And he says to me, he's blown away in his business that when someone does close a deal, how they've got nothing planned after that deal yeah. and they like vacation for a month afterwards. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's a case here or not, but like yeah. I'm even in my other careers and other businesses, I'm amazed by how not forward thinking people are yeah. meaning that they got a deal like they go celebrating, you know, for two weeks after they've got a deal and don't have other things lined up to keep their momentum going. I'm just curious in your case, cause you could be different, but if you always thought that way, like about keeping, if you like celebrated for months after you close the deal, or are you like, I've already got other things lined up I'm trying to do. So for me, it's, um, I'm the, I don't care about any deals that get done. It's consistently, what do we do tomorrow? Hmm. Where's the next deal? What's happening tomorrow for the agents? What we find, we find ourselves in a space, um, luxuryproperty.com cracking name great brand yep. it really is it's yep. so powerful people join and sell more real estate make more money put themselves in a position they haven't been in before and they go on vacation <laughs> and they switch off because they've not earned that type of cash before they do and then i lose them for a month or i'll lose them for two weeks mm -hmm. and it's really common um and it becomes an issue if you don't have enough volume mm. what we then found is and uh, all my guys will listen to this and this is a bit of a secret that um, I'll tell you on a Friday I started sending an email out and our figures dramatically changed by about 40% from one email and it was a top five and it was a top five year to date and I'd never issued it before we talk about it we talk about figures consistently but when that email goes out on Friday if you're not in the top five there's problems I have people knocking on my door saying, I've had a deal, it's not been on yet. Why am I not? And there was a very um, com friendly competitive because mm -hmm. it's a super collaborative office. Mm -hmm. But there was there was anger for people who weren't in the top five. Mm -hmm. And then people would complain if they were second instead of first, mm -hmm. if they believed they should have been first because mm -hmm. a deal hadn't gone on in time or whatever it was. We went up about 40% off one email, which is outrageous. Mm -hmm. And people stopped going on vacation. Mm -hmm. Another thing I did... I used to say to people, you can only have two weeks holiday a year, and they'd want three. Now mm -hmm. I give everybody as much as they want, and they take one. You take a week. Yeah. So say, how much time yeah. do I off? Okay, take it. I yeah. never, I never say no. Mm. The rule is, I have a funny rule. In the airport, you have to bring me some Toblerone back, and if you do, <laughs> you can have as much vacation as you want. Uh, but they just don't take vacation time because. Mm. We're in a strong market. I know it's not like this in the US at yep. the minute, but we're in the, the strongest it's ever been. I say to people, you don't hear anybody say, remember the good old times. Yeah, because you're in them. You're in them. You're in them, yeah. And don't look back and not take that chance. So if you're going to take a month off, uh, do it when the good old times are finished. Wouldn't you be freaked out if somebody should have been in the top five and it didn't bother them that they weren't, right? So one of the biggest things that I find yeah. is that, and this is in the real estate space too. I've been really blessed that some of my best friends are some of the top people and now you and I are going to be friends. So man, they're competitive. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a psycho. I just be honest with you. I'm, I'm, 
at whatever my age is now, like I have a sickness. Like I am so freaking competitive. It's insane. Like yeah. we were at the event yesterday. First thing I asked you was how the other guy do. Yeah, yeah. You know, not that I care how he did. I care how I do, but I want to know that I did better. Yeah. Right. Like I am a, I'm, I'm just nuts. Like I want to win. I want to be the best. Yeah. I, my, the people that I know that play athletes, you know, the top athletes in the world when they retire and you're playing them in golf, they just want to kill you. Yeah. They pay ping pong, uh, you know, who can come up with the answer on a trivia question? Like, I'm a crazy competitive person. It's one of the other traits I would say yeah. that when I'm recruiting, I want to look for in somebody. Yeah. Now, you you said something powerful before that, but I also want them to be collaborative. Yeah, yeah. I don't want them to compete to the point where they want to hurt or the detriment of somebody else, yeah. but I want that. I like someone who I got to keep an eye on a little bit. Yeah. Like they're so competitive. Yeah. This dude, you got to yeah. watch him. You know what I mean? That's that's so, that, such a great trait. It's just the it's the, that lady. She is so. You got to keep an eye on her though. Yeah. I you got to manage her coming outside. She yeah. if you let her, she'll call her outside the lines too much. You know yeah, that type exactly. of a person. Yeah. But the truth is, man, those are the horses. Those are the people. That's like you, put your money. you know, yeah, you know. 100%. So they got to have a little of that thing where you're like, they got a little edge to them. So we have uh, screens all over the office, and you put a deal on the on the app. Mm. Once your deal's done, signed, approved, it goes on all the screens, kicks off music, it's Love good it. fun. We have a, a Friday meeting, 9 a.m., Monday meeting, 9 a.m., 8.55 a.m. every Friday, deal, 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 deal. Because mm. everybody saves them, so everybody <laughs> sees them and everybody claps them, and that culture, yeah, that's I it. love and it. And they, they're just like, and then they walk to the front, you know, like yes, and that has reduced vacation time. Yeah, that's reduced the fall off after a big deal. We have, you know, we have. Um, I don't really talk numbers too much, but we do about a billion dollars a Crazy. quarter in sales volume. A quarter? Yeah. So we, you know, we don't mess about, right? We're here to we're here to hit the market right. hard. Mm-hmm. And I've got agents doing silly money. Mm-hmm. And when they when they do it, they'll come to me and say, well, "What's next?" It's next. And that's it. Yeah. That's what you need, right? You need them to have that bit of like. I I a hundred percent think that's the thing. Yeah. That's my thing, and I got to tell you something, like. The people that I coach that do this stuff, man, they're they're obsessed with it, and it's never going to end. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I don't even know how to live life without competing. Yeah. I don't even know what I, I don't even know how I would do it without competing. I'm completely obsessed with it, and I don't want to get out of this life not knowing what I was capable of doing. And I I want to win. I want to be somebody. Yeah. I want to kick butt. I yeah. I want to be the best. I want to be the goat. It's important to me. But the thing is, right, that's not coming from. It's not empty. That, that's inside you knowing. I am the best. Mm-hmm. And that's not in an egotistical way. Mm-mm. I'm the best. Mm-hmm. I'm the best at what I do. And I don't believe people compete with me. And this is sounds so, um, I hope this doesn't come across wrong, but it's from an authentic, genuine yeah. place. I don't think anybody can compete with me. I love we're it. We're not playing the same game. Right. We're in a totally different sport. I, like, <gasps> and it's, it, that's how it feels. You, man. Just, you just said something, by the way. Like, this is how I, I view it. Business is my sport. Yeah, that. like it's my sport. Yeah. I'm not. I wasn't good enough to be a professional baseball player. I'm not a good enough golfer. This is my sport. Uh, it's not like a hobby. It's not something I'm interested in. Yeah. In fact, to some extent, business is where I'm going to define myself as a man or a woman. That yeah. doesn't mean it rises above my family or my no. faith, but it is a place I spend a lot of my damn time. Yeah. And I don't think enough people take it personally where they rank, yeah, yeah. where they place, yeah, yeah. and the statement they're making. I'm representing the Milet family every single day in business. That board you put out every single week, those that board that flashes around Thursday, Friday, that email that goes out on Friday, you're representing your damn family. Yeah, yeah. This is your sport. You're making a statement about who you are, 
or who you're not in life. And it's a big deal. And I take it freaking seriously. It doesn't, it's not more important than what I am as a dad or in my faith, but setting that aside, I spend 15 freaking hours a day on this thing. I'm making a damn statement about who I am or who I'm not every freaking day. This podcast, someone's going to listen to it and go, Hey, those two dudes crushed this thing or "Eh, that was an okay podcast. I don't want to ever have a, eh, no. that was an okay podcast. I want it to be, man, you got to listen to this thing. Yeah. These two dudes were on fire, right? Because this is my damn sport. Yep. And here's what's the cool thing about business. It doesn't have to end when you're 35 yep. or 40. Yep. Like Kobe Bryant and my daughter played on the same um, volleyball team together. Yep. Volleyball league, rather. Yep. And Kobe was a wonderful dude, and I'm so crushed that he passed away. In fact, he was scheduled to do my podcast the week before, the week after he passed. But I remember when he retired from playing basketball, I remember saying it to him, I said, Kobe, and by the way, he went on to do all kinds of great things. He ended up winning, I think it was a, uh, an, uh, an Oscar or a Grammy or something like yeah. that. And he made hundreds of millions of dollars in business. Yep. But I remember telling him, I said, Kobe, one of the great things about business is that it doesn't have to end at 35 or 40. Yeah. I can keep earning money into my 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and keep making statements about who I am. So you just you nailed the word. This is my damn sport. It is. And it's, I take it seriously. You know, and the difference is uh, the two words. There's business and there's work. Mm. I don't feel like I work. Me either. Because I don't. We don't. Like, it's natural. I love it. I enjoy it. Mm. There's no better feeling than somebody calling me saying, I just made some money because of you. Yeah. That's what I get out of bed for. That's the one thing that gets me out of bed. The one, the one conversation where someone says, hey, uh, my life's changed because of you. Or as little as, I just called somebody and had a positive call because of you. Yep. That's the way. Biggest compliment I get sometimes is they'll say to me, I wondered how Ed would handle this. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just think, I wonder how Ed would handle this. You know, And that means the world to me. It means that... You know that I've made, you know, hopefully some type of impact on somebody. That's powerful, man. Yeah. That's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, this has been amazing, man. Like, I love uh, it. Pretty sure I'll be all right for time. Yeah. Okay, cool. Amazing. Ed, thank you so much for coming on. I, I have had the fastest 55 minutes of my life. I really enjoyed that. Brother, I think you're amazing, and I love the brand you're building. I just want to say one thing. I don't know why more people aren't building a personal brand like you. Yeah. It makes business so much better. And one last thing I'll just add. I want to say something about work. Yeah. Business isn't work. It's not. It's, it's, I, it's not work. I, totally I, I spent a summer in construction yeah. in 110 degree heat. Yeah. That's work. Yeah. You're an ER doctor at a hospital. That's work, right? This is, we get to do this, yeah. right? And you get to build your brand. And the one thing about you that you've done that I do not get why more people aren't doing is working on building their personal brand. It's yeah. the best way to scale. It's the best way to get leads. It's the best way to stay consistent. And I just want to commend you on the job you're doing because you put out really valuable content. Before we started today, I built a, a very big brand as well. And pe- you know, people ask me, how did I build my brand? Yeah. Uh, I provided value. That's it. The content is good. You could do it by being entertaining or being funny or yeah. what all that. And that's a great way to build a brand too. Or you can just really be good at something. And you're really, really, really good at this. And you're not afraid to put out what you really do. Yeah. You know, it's not like, hey, have a positive mindset. It's not like generic stuff. Yeah. You're like, bang, 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 do these three things. Yeah. So I want to commend you on the on this show, on your brand. I really love what you're doing. And that's why I said in the beginning, if you were stock, I'd buy you. And I think people will be very fortunate to come to work with you because I, I, I know how much you care now being in your pre- – I knew how good you were before I got here. Yeah. Like how much your content is real and good and time-proven. But now I know how good you are as a person. And that makes the combination is is unbeatable. So you are dominant, and I can see why. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. 
Um, genuinely appreciate you coming in. Yeah. Been following you for quite some time. A lot of my content for those who are watching <laughs> will have been massively influenced <laughs> by things you've said. Copy the right cat. <laughs> so that's the copy phrase, right? So again, thank you so much, man. And I hope to see you again soon. I look forward to it. Cheers, Thanks. Thanks.